share with you a message from God's Word that's all about making peace and living in peace. Fear is not the companion of peace. Doubt is not the companion of peace. Peace is a gift of God that we need to enlarge, embellish, emphasize, so that it can be the part of our life that God wants it to be. Lord, I ask as I open your word this morning and as I preach this truth that you have given me and and you've put in my heart so deeply and so profoundly, I ask that you will move upon every part of this service with your mighty anointing so that I may speak your words of truth in the power of God by the Holy Spirit. And I pray, Lord, not only for inspiration but for clarification. I pray that you'll give us certainty about your word today. And help us, O Lord, to be where we need to be, where you want us to be, as believers in your word, as children of your word, as those who walk in your word. Bless this message today by the anointing and presence and power of the Holy Spirit. Through it all, bring us closer to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Matthew chapter 5, verse 9. It's part of what we call the Beatitudes and a part of the Sermon on the Mount. Jesus made a very powerful statement. He said, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. Peace is a wonderful part of our lives. It really is an experience that we ought to have to know how God wants us to have peace and wants us to be partakers of peace, participants of peace, and builders of peace. Peace is defined as freedom from disturbance. It's tranquility. I want to be free from disturbance, don't you? So I want to be at peace. It's also freedom from dispute or dissension. Between individuals or groups. Individuals could be you and or me. It could also be a church. So peace is freedom from dispute or dissension in that kind of a gathering. There's a blessing beyond that. There's a benefit to being a peacemaker. This word says, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called, what did I say? Did you hear it? Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. The children of God. So what do you want to be called? I, 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 I like to be called Bill, but I also like to be called a servant of God. I want people to know that I am a man of God. I want to be called a Christian, a believer, a follower. I want to be known as a child of God. But I will never be, I will not have that standing or that reputation if I contribute to dissension, discord, disturbance, upsets, 
by either what I say or what I do. The peacemakers are known as and will be called the children of God. So that's what we want, and all of us should aspire to that. This is the peace that we're really talking about, what Colossians chapter 1, verse 20 says. And having made peace through the blood of his cross, by him to reconcile all things, to bring together all things and reconcile them to himself by him, Jesus Christ, I say, whether they be things in earth or things in heaven. That peace that Jesus has brought by the blood of his cross is to reconcile us to him. And when we're at peace with God through Jesus Christ, we're expected to have peace with others, peace in our family, peace in our friendships, peace in our relationships, peace in our workplace, peace wherever we go, because peace ought to be a great attribute of our lives every single day, and every breath that we take ought to be breathing out peace. Philippians 4, 7 says this, And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ. Peace of God that passes all understanding. You know, there are places in the Bible that says we want to know the unknowable. We want to have peace that we don't understand because it's beyond us. There is a peace that comes from God. Peace that's a part of our very lives. Peace that's a part of everything that we do and should be a part of all that we do. And that peace is, 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 is so profound and so encompassing, it's beyond our ability to totally understand it. Have you ever been in a place where there was turmoil and distress? You found yourself really getting bothered by it, and then you just pulled aside and asked the Lord to help you and bless you through it for you, and you just felt something you couldn't particularly describe except to say, I just felt it all settled and peace just came over me. I've had that experience more than one time. When you get to the place where you're ready to start a worry campaign, God will give you peace if you ask him. You get to the place that you've got to have a, 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 a when you've lost your trust and your, your, your faith is weakened and you're worried about it and you're struggling with it and you're trying to come to a conclusion about it, God will give you peace if you surrender to yourself to him and allow him to work in you what he wants to work in your life. I want to tell you something about how to have peace. There are so many things about peace in the Bible I had trouble deciding which ones to use. Here's an important one. How to have peace. Because if you're going to be a peacemaker, you've got to have peace yourself. You've got to have peace in your life to be able to spread it to others. That's what you want to do. Have peace so that you can be a peacemaker and let others get the benefit from it. This is the direction, Psalm 34, 14. The psalmist said, depart from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. So apart from that that is sin, leave that out of our lives and start seeking peace and pursue peace. We want to track it down and find it and receive it and know 
that we have all the elements, all the qualities, all the particles of peace within us so that we can share peace with others. Having peace and making peace, we become peacemakers. And then Psalm 37, 37 said, I want you to note this. Chapter 37 of Psalm 37, verse. Mark the perfect man and behold the upright, for the end of that man is peace. That's a great thing to look forward to and expect. Not just peace now. There is peace now. There's satisfaction, contentment, being settled, having peace now. If you're not having peace because you're trying to do something to bring it into order, because you're trying to do something you think God wants you to do, you're trying to get peace over. You don't know what God's will is or what God's plan is. You're trying to settle on it. You're trying to get peace over it. I'll tell you two or three, one, one thing quickly, and I'll just see how many things I bring to you. One thing quickly. Don't do anything until you know what God wants you to do. There's some folks say, well, let's, let's get out and try it out. You might try it out and find yourself down in a dungeon. That thing that you thought was a nice little place to get in a whirlpool might be a whirlpool that had to have any bottom. You've got to get to the place that you're ready to let God tell you what you need to do and then do what God speaks to you about if you know God's spoken to you about it. You know, I've said, this is a little digression from what I plan to say. I actually was planning more to say this tonight. I'm going to make a statement about our property tonight in the business meeting, about this property and this church and where we stand with it. But when we came here, we came here knowing that God put us here. If you, I, don't, I won't tell you the story again, but if you know how God brought us here, if you ever heard us tell that, how God brought us here, you know that our being in this place, in this church right now where we're sitting, is a miracle of God. A mighty answer to prayer, right out of unexpected, as we say, it's not just right out of the blue, it's right out of the unexpected. What we didn't expect, and suddenly, when we were doing everything to make something happen, God just made it happen. And here we are. So one reason that I've always felt that I, this is where I wanted to be is because God's never told me to go anywhere else. And I've prayed about it. I've prayed. I've looked all over areas for us to go. I've looked at buildings and properties. And we, we have a contract on another property now because we want, to, we want to do what God wants us to do. We know he wants us to grow. But I have prayed all the, all the while, God, if you want us to stay here, keep us here because you put us here. I say that because... All of my life I've tried to practice this. But God put me somewhere, and I knew that I was there because God opened that door and put me there. I've always said within myself, Lord, I'm here until you tell me to go somewhere. So if you tell me to go somewhere else, I'll go wherever that is. But I am not going to move from here until you tell me to go. That's why I'm still here ten years after I came, because God's never told me to leave yet. Don't start praying. He'll tell me this is. I'll hear him when he does. <laughs> I do believe that God will speak to us when he wants us to do the next step in our lives. And if you want to be at peace about being in God's will, be where he puts you. And if he tells you something else, then you'll know that's what you're supposed to do. That's what he did with Elijah when Elijah was running from King Ahab because they were trying to kill him because of what he had done in the miracles of God. And he... He said, go by the brook Tirith and stay there, and I'll feed you and provide for you. And he did. 
when he got ready for him to leave, he stopped feeding him and stopped providing him. He said, now it's time to get up and go because the brook's dried up too. Get up and go. And he went where God told him to go. And God had miracles following when he did. That's what I believe God wants us to do. Hear what he says. Be where he's put us until he tells us to move. And then we'll take God's plan and God's will. And we'll do what he wants us to do. We'll be at peace at peace, don't we, in the will of God? Because when you're in the will of God and you know you're in the will of God, there's nothing any more assuring, nothing any more spiritually comforting, nothing more, any more declarative than knowing you're in the will of God. And when you know you're in the will of God, you can be at absolute peace that you are where God wants you to be. When you're there, peace reigns in your life. Amen. Preachers, good word for you. Pastor, good word for me. In fact, that's a good word for everybody. Be where you know God wants you to be, and you'll be at peace. When God tells you to go somewhere else, be be somewhere, get somewhere, whatever it is, go as quickly as God can put you there. That's what the will of God is, and that's what God, how God's will brings us peace. So this so the this man, the perfect man, the psalmist said who is the upright man, the righteous man. The end of that man is peace, and thank God for that. So mark the blameless. This is another translation. Mark the blameless and behold the upright, for there is a future for the man of peace. Amen. A wonderful future is what the New Latin translation says. A wonderful future awaits those who love peace. Praise God. So you want to take care of tomorrow? Be a peacemaker today. Let the peace of God rule and reign in your life, in your spirit, in the wholeness, in the wholeness of your being. Hebrews 12, 14. I remember this verse from Saul. When I started looking at all these verses, I remember this from so many years ago. I didn't look it up. I just remembered it. And I went and looked it up. That's the verse that says, follow, the King James says, follow peace with all men and holiness without which no man shall see the Lord. So to, to, to achieve holiness, to, to attain holiness, you have to follow peace with men. So this is the exact, exactly what Jesus said. Peacemakers called the children of God. Follow peace with all men and holiness, but not which no man shall see the Lord. So holiness is brought on by following peace and by peaceful relationships and by contentment in the spirit with following the Lord. It's a good thing to know that, 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 that a part of uh, the holiness that God wants us to attain so we have eternal life comes because we provide and share and give peace wherever we go. We have peace that is uh, that we're able to share and to give. Here's what Ephesians chapter 4, verse 3 says. Make every effort to keep yourselves united in the Spirit. Binding yourselves together with peace. This is the, the King James Version that says, Endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. That was the way I learned it. But this is a translation of the English Standard that makes it clear perhaps in a, in a, in a fresher way to most of us. Make every effort to keep yourselves united in the Spirit. You see, that is peace gathering. That is peacemaking. Remaining Bound in the Spirit, united in the Spirit, in the Christian body. That's the togetherness. 
That's the united status of the body of Christ that the Lord wants us to have. And peace is required for that to be a part of what we are and who we are. This is one thing the New Living Translation says that I think is powerful. Make every effort to keep yourselves united in the Spirit, binding yourselves together with peace. For there is one body and one Spirit, just as you have been called to one glorious hope for the future. Called to that one glorious hope for the future by binding ourselves together as the body of Christ in the bonds of peace. Praise God. That's what we want to achieve. That's where God wants us to be as his followers, as his body, as his church. Remember what I gave you earlier from Psalm 37, verse 37. Well, the, the New Living Translation says, A wonderful future awaits those who love peace. And Psalm 37, 37 said, Peace is the result of the one who follows God, the, the man who follows God and serves God. Peace is the result of that. That's a wonderful, precious, marvelous thing. So I want to, I want to, uh, I want to give you, a, I've given you a lot of scripture this morning. That's why I've stayed very close right here because I'm just, I don't want to leave out any of these scriptures that I believe the Lord gave me to pass on to you. I hope you've written some of them down. And if you have it and you want to get them, I'll provide them to you if you'll just let me know. I'd like for you to read these scriptures because I believe that they're enlightening to our spirit, enlightening to our heart, and within us make us see who and where who God wants us to be and where he wants us to be. I know he wants us to be peacemakers because he said we would have great blessing if we are. Blessed are the peacemakers. For we, as a result of being peacemakers, we will be called the children of God. This is a body of children of God because this is a body of peacemakers. Amen. So so these are scriptures that I have referred to. In, in the Ephesians chapter 4, I've referred to these certain parts of this passage many times. This is a, a little bit longer reading of Scripture, but I want to read it and share it with you today because I think it is so pertinent to our living together in peace as the children of God. It's, it's in Ephesians chapter 4. I'd recommend that you read all of that chapter. I'd recommend that you read all of Ephesians for that matter. But... But these, this is Ephesians chapter 4, and it starts at verse 21. And in the English Standard Version, it is so practical. In the Amplified Bible, it is so so practical, so a part of our lives, a part of our daily living, and a part of who we are. It tells us who we ought not to be and who we ought to be. So Ephesians chapter 4, verse 21 through 31. I've combined... Some of this as the English Standard Version, some of it as the Amplified Bible. But I think all of it gives a clarity, and I hope it will to you. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 21. He says, if in fact you have really heard from him, heard from God, and have been taught by him, just as truth is in Jesus, revealed in his life and personified in him, that regarding your previous way of life, the way you lived before, you put off your old self, completely discard the former nature, which is being corrupted through deceitful desires, and be 
continually renewed in the spirit of your mind, having a fresh, untarnished mental and spiritual attitude, and put on the new self, the regenerated and renewed nature that you have. Put on your new self, created in God's image, in the righteousness and holiness of the truth, living in a way that expresses to God your gratitude for your salvation. You're hearing here a practical explanation of those things that I've already been saying to you. This is, this is, this is the Lord speaking through the Apostle Paul, giving us exactly where we need to stand and what we need to do. Therefore, because of what I just said, Paul declares, therefore, rejecting all falsehood, whether lying, defrauding, telling half-truths, spreading rumors, any such as these, speak truth each one with his neighbor, for we are all parts of one another, and we are all part of the body of Christ. Amen. And do not give the devil an opportunity to lead you into sin by holding a grudge or nurturing anger or harboring resentment or cultivating bitterness. Do not let unwholesome, foul, profane, worthless, vulgar words ever come out of your mouth, but only such speech as is good for the building up of others according to the need and the occasion, so that it will be a blessing to those who hear you speak. Now, that's really in there, folks. I didn't add any words to that. I didn't make it up. It's all right in there. If you want to find it, just what I just said is right here in God's Word as a direction and instruction to us. And he goes on to say, Do not grieve the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit of God, but seek to please Him by whom you were sealed and marked, branded as God's own, for the day of redemption the final deliverance from the consequences of sin. Hallelujah. The day of redemption, the final deliverance from the consequences of sin. Let all bitterness, comes back to practicality again, let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor, perpetual animosity, resentment, strife, fault-finding, and slander be put away from you. Or along with every kind of malice, all spitefulness, verbal abuse, malevolence, let it all be put away. Now, you were wondering if at the peacemakers I was going to be able to preach on get over it. That's what this is all about. That's really what the practicality of living life is all about. Get over it. All these things, he says, please, please, sometime when you can, go pick up your Bible. Get the English Standard Version. Read Ephesians 21 through the end of the chapter. Take the Amplified Bible. If you don't have one, I'll help you find it. Tell you exactly how to go to it. And read it in the Amplified Bible. If you put those together, it's going to tell you how you and I ought to take away, ought to remove the carnal vestiges, the last last elements of sin. Every every carnal piece of our lives, remove it, change it by the in the way we talk, in the way we think, in the relationships we have with others, totally and completely live in forgiveness, walk in the glory of God, which
which He allows us and permits us to do. Because when we walk in forgiveness and walk in the holiness of God, He brings us to victory like we've never had before as one and as the body. Praise God. So this is what Isaiah chapter 26, verse 3 says. You will, to the Lord, you, Lord, will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusted you. I said that was Isaiah 26, 3. God will keep us in perfect peace if our mind is stayed on him. That's where peace resides. And then Paul wrote to the Corinthians. At the very end of 2 Corinthians, Paul said, Finally, brethren, farewell. Be perfect. He's not talking about absolute perfection. Perfection in the Word of God and in the Spirit, where God can bring us to, in that place of holiness in our lives. Be of good comfort. Be of one mind. Live in peace. And the God of love and peace shall be with you. I'd like everybody in this church right now, as loud as you can, say amen. Amen. Because that's God's word, and all of God's word, every word of God's word is true. And this tells us how to have victory and live with God, live in peace, live in the joy of the Lord. Because that's what this life will bring to you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Stand with me, please. Everybody standing. Glory to God. Praise the Lord.